Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Hey, welcome back to Overnight America. Brad Young sitting in this morning for Ryan Recker. Thanks for staying up late and now thanks for staying up early with us here on Camel X. Always appreciate that. And uh, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, last hour, if you want to shoot me an email now or tomorrow at any point in time, Always love hearing feedback from listeners. In fact, I've already gotten at least one email already this evening, so I appreciate that. Thank you very much. My email address, beyoung at harrisdowell.com, H-A-R-R-I-S, D as in David, O-W-E-L-L.com. Always love hearing from listeners. Uh, we've got some just a couple of more Thanksgiving things uh, to uh, to talk about this evening, and then we're going to move on to other topics. One thing I do want to mention is is that uh, we're talking about what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving, and uh, and if you've got something that you would like to share with me as far as what are you thankful for, I'd like to hear it. Three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. Again, three one four. Four three six seventy nine hundred, and the other thing that we've gotten, been getting some calls on this evening is uh, how is your Thanksgiving different this year because of COVID? Uh, I went through some polling data showing that uh, a lot of folks have changed and had to change how they did Thanksgiving this year because of COVID. Some folks may not have changed anything, but I'd like to hear how your Thanksgiving was different. Three one four. Four three six seventy nine hundred. Sebastian's called in talking about uh, the Supreme Court case. Hey, Sebastian, welcome to KMOX. Hey, Brad. Yeah, big fan of you. Oh, thank you. I, I like the I like the way that you speak. You um, you have an easygoing way of speaking, and um, obviously you're you're good at it. You don't say. And or uh, or you know, you know. Well, you know, you if, really don't. If you're in front of the I court of appeals, if you're in front of the court of appeals, and you say you know and um, uh, I think they just bounce you out. So yes, I had to learn that a right? long time ago. Hey. But I appreciate your comments. Yeah, you know, people use 
pronouns all the time. And this is radio. If if you don't use a, a proper noun, if you don't really say the person's name, then we don't know what what you're talk you or anyone else is talking about. I hear, for instance, people review movies, and they say, "Well, this movie, blah blah blah," and um, "this movie, blah blah blah," and well, when they say this movie, I don't know what movie they're talking about. Same with people who come on the show and talk about the book. In mm-hmm. the book, you'll see that I wrote this. And, well, if you read the book, it, yeah, you you got to keep reminding folks what you're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. But if you're going to review a movie, don't keep referring to it as this movie. Say the Titanic. Yeah. Say it's a wonderful life. Good point. Well, one of the things... Say Adventure. Say the name of the movie so people like me know what the reviewer is talking about. That's right. But, Sebastian, one of the things that you wanted to talk about was the Supreme Court decision. What are your thoughts on that, Sebastian? Well, uh, four of the judges don't care about uh, religion. And I I listened to the Rush Limbaugh show, and I feel feel like it's okay to bring up Rush Limbaugh since... he is his his show is on your radio station. Sure. And Rush, Rush says uh, over and over that the um, ultra left wing liberal Democrat wackos don't care about religion, and uh, they would like to take the word God out of the Pledge of Allegiance. So it's no surprise that these these four wacko ultra left wing liberal judges don't care about religion. As far as they're concerned, they, they'd like to shut religion down altogether. Well, I, I'm not sure that they believe that, Sebastian. Um, I don't know. I've not. I've not spoken. Uh, I've not spoken to uh, Stephen Breyer or Elena Kagan or Sonia Sotomayor. I've not talked to them. But I will tell you this: it would appear, from my perspective as a constitutional law analyst, it, it seems to me that when when the, those Supreme Court justices, including John Roberts, when they compare First Amendment freedom of religion rights with the pandemic rules. Clearly, they think that pandemic rules, uh, and I'm going to use the word Trump, but I'm not meaning it politically, it trumps. <laughs> it, it, those, the, the pandemic restrictions are more important than the First Amendment rights to freedom of religion. And if you read the dissenting opinions, that becomes very clear. Now, I don't know if they want, if those particular justices want you know, the word God taken out of our Pledge of Allegiance. I know a lot do, but I don't know how to apply it here. What I do know is, is that from their perspective, your First Amendment freedom of religion rights are secondary to the concerns of, the, uh, of, of health and the pandemic restrictions. Clearly, it's secondary. That's why they ruled in favor of these restrictions, which to me uh, don't make a lot of sense. If you can go to uh, a casino, like in, in Nevada, a casino holds thousands of people. You can be in there with or without masks. That's okay. But you can only have 25 people in a church. To me, that makes no sense. That's singling out churches, and that's wrong. And I think the Supreme Court got it right here. Yeah, by a five to four vote. Yeah, it's too close. I, I, I don't think it should be that close when the restrictions, particularly in New York, are that glaring. Now, if you want to make them fair— in other words, if you say any store can only be limited to 25 people and that applies to a church, I have no problem with that, none at all. But if you're going to single out a church or a synagogue or a mosque and say because it's a church, 
you can only have 25 people. Because it's a, a synagogue, you can only have 10 people. But if you, it's a, if you call it a hardware store, you can have 100 people. Then really that's a discrimination against religion. And that, to me, is what those five justices who struck down those restrictions were saying. You cannot discriminate against religion. It's a First Amendment right. Well, yeah, there you go. There you go, Sebastian. So appreciate you calling you think, in this uh, evening. What else is on your mind? You know, I don't think America is a, is a racist country at all. Oh, racism want... implies racism implies that one race thinks they're better than the other race. I, I don't think that's at all. I don't think that's at all in America. We had a we elected a, a black president. Uh, St. Louis has a, elected a a black circuit attorney in the city. We have a black circuit attorney in the county. Uh, just the other day, there was uh, all black officials at an NFL game. First time, mm-hmm. you know, so people are making a big deal out of that. And uh, tonight's football game, both announcers were black. If this was a racist country, that would never happen. This is the least racist country in the world. Everyone has a right to be whatever they are in this country, regardless of the race. Well, Sebastian, I appreciate your comments. Thank you. Thanks for calling in this morning. Take care. Uh, Yeah, clearly this country, like every country, has racists in it. I think you couldn't find a country on the planet Earth that doesn't have racists in it. The question becomes, do we have systemic racism? And that's a point of contention. I mean, I I don't see a lot of it, but, uh, but a lot of folks do. And producer Ben, you've got some ideas on that. Uh, I just wanted to touch on the the mentioning that Sebastian did of under God being in the Pledge of Allegiance. I think a lot of people miss that it's not about attacking religion for people saying they want to have it taken out. The um, the thing that a lot of people forget is it wasn't in the Pledge of Allegiance for this country until 1950s. June of 1954. Yeah, I knew 1950s, sure. And that was when the modern conservative movement began following World War II, right? So what we know of as the Republican Party today is a result of the modern conservative movement. And that's when that came. So the reason why people say they want that out of the Pledge of Allegiance is because it's saying that you have to pledge to a particular religion when you're saying this. But it you, doesn't. You, because it, under God But if you're an atheist and you don't believe in God, you're being told you have to say the Pledge of Allegiance— with under God in it. You're not right. being told that you can say it without it. And you know what? If someone's saying the Pledge of Allegiance, and if they want to not say the words under God, no one's going to prosecute them for that. There's no penalty for saying, for, for being silent during uh, uh, when it says under God, or even someone can refuse to say the Pledge of Allegiance at all. If you want to become a citizen of this country, mm-hmm. you are required to recite the Pledge of Allegiance during your immigration ceremony. Okay. Your naturalization ceremony. You have to say it. Right. And folks, until they become a citizen, uh, they're not going to have the the full rights and benefits of 100%. I mean, they do have most, but uh, constitutionally, they're not going to have the full rights and benefits of a citizen until they become citizens. Right. And I'm not—and the phones are going off—but I'm not (laughs) saying that I'm against it being in it or for it to be removed. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I can see the argument that people have is that by putting it in there, you're saying, I have to agree to a religious belief for this to be in there. That's the way people are feeling. It's not saying that they're against religion. They're just saying, I don't want to be put in this uncomfortable situation of having to agree to a religious belief when that's a private matter for me. That's right. not a public matter. And, and you have accurately articulated that position. 
Uh, but because there is no requirement that a person, I mean, if you, if you today, if you're already a citizen and you refuse to say that under God position or that under God line, there's no penalty to that. So it's not as if someone is being forced into doing anything. They don't have to say it at all. Uh, you gave the one example, but those are people who aren't yet citizens. But other than that one example, there's no requirement that anyone say anything about it. And plus, the Supreme Court has said on multiple occasions that the words under God or even acknowledging or, or stating that God exists does not equate to establishment of a religion. Establishment of a religion talks about the methods and the ways that God is, is worshipped or studied or exists, and simply stating under God does not in of itself amount to establishment of a religion. Certainly there's been no course, uh, cases that have ever held that, and while I can understand the position of those who don't want it there, if you look at polling data, by an enormous margin, and I don't have that polling data here in front of me, but if you look at the polling data, a vast majority of Americans do not have a problem with having under God there. And I don't think that's going to change in the near future. Hey, we're coming up on a hard break. We've got to go. We've got some folks who have been calling in, and we'll get to those in just a moment. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. Don't go away. Now, Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. You know, nothing says Thanksgiving quite like Ted Nugent. Uh, welcome back to Overnight America. 
Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker. Thanks for staying up late with us this evening. And uh, we got some folks on the phones. We're going to go to some of these. I think it's John's been holding for a while. Hey, welcome to KMOX. Yeah, I want to ask you guys. I want to ask you a question there. Uh, with the Democratic cities uh, run by basically females and, uh, you know, uh, non-white uh, personnel, how do you explain the crime rate going up more and more if these people keep electing these uh Democratic, you know, like prosecuting attorney in Chicago and St. Louis, uh, but the crime is still going up. What are I understand? What are these people that vote these people in are not? They're not prosecuting these criminals. So why do they keep putting them? Why do they keep reelecting the, these prosecuting attorneys uh, if they're not addressing the crime issue? I want to stand there and hear your comments. Okay, great. Well, there's there's a several reasons for that. In fact, producer Ben and I were talking about this off air during the break. One train of thought has it that if you're going to change the system, that that change takes time to effectuate. In other words, you can't institute changes overnight that are going to result in tangible benefits. That's one argument. The argument that I have is, and I can't, I don't lump a a lot of these prosecutors of color into the same category. And let me give you an example. I think that there is a, uh, an enormous difference between what I've personally seen with Wesley Bell in the county and Kim Gardner in the city. And let me give you a specific, tangible example. Uh, with Wesley Bell in the county, there has still been an aggressive prosecution of violent crime. When police bring crimes to Wesley Bell, those crimes are prosecuted. And while Wesley Bell and I probably disagree a lot politically, in terms of how he has been prosecuting crime, I have not really seen any tangible a situation where he has failed to prosecute criminal activity in St. Louis County. Uh, he and I might disagree on the death penalty, but that's such a rare example that it's not going to come up all that often. Now, let me talk about Kim Gardner. Kim Gardner has a track record in the city, and I've talked about this a lot over the last uh, couple of years here on KMOX. Kim Gardner has a track record of when police bring her cases, she refuses to prosecute those cases based upon her assessment of the police officers. Even if there and there was one glaring example 10, 11 months ago where we had uh, a police officer who came in with specific evidence and even a confession by the defendant. And Kim Gardner wouldn't prosecute because she didn't like the prosecutor. But she's emphasized social justice crimes, in my perspective, to the detriment of stopping violent crime. So I can't yeah. necessarily say that just because a prosecutor is a prosecutor of color that I disagree with them because that's that's false. I don't have that position in any way. And I've just demonstrated the difference between Wesley uh, uh, in the county and, and Kim Gardner in the city. But I do have a problem. I do have a problem with categorizing police officers who have an otherwise clean record, who are not on record for doing things that are wrong or illegal, and not prosecuting crimes that are brought to the prosecutor based upon that. I have a large problem with that, and I think that's one of the many reasons why you've seen the crime rate in the city go up as much as, much as you have. Yeah, well, I just want to follow up on that, too, also. Uh, with, with uh, Okay, so let's... Okay, so in other words, you don't see any correlation between, uh, say, like bringing the death penalty back and crime going down, like what like what Trump is doing right now. He's he's, he's enacting that death penalty on a federal level, and uh, you know more people getting executed than I think in the last fifty years. Is that correct? 
Well, there's certain states, a state-by-state statistic. I mean, certainly some states, particularly Texas, uh, has been extremely aggressive at instituting a death penalty. Here's the problem that I have. I have no conceptual or philosophical problem with the death penalty as it exists, per se. The problem that I have is, is what's the purpose of the death penalty? If the purpose is to deter crime, in its present situation, someone could be on death row for 20 or 30 years before that sentence is carried out. And if that's the case, is that going to result in or create a deterrent to criminal activity? I'm not so sure that it does. So I don't have a problem philosophically with executing individuals who commit certain heinous crimes. But if it takes 30 years for that to happen, then are we really achieving any legitimate purpose for that execution other than revenge? I'm not sure that we do. So when you look in the county at Wesley Bell, he's been very open that there is going to be no death penalty cases in the county. I think that's a wrong position to take. But that difference, I don't know, is going to make a difference in the crime rate because I'm not, I've am not i not seen any statistical data indicating that the presence of a death penalty versus a state that doesn't have a death penalty has any result or has any effect on being in a deterrence to crime. I'm not sure that's the case. Yeah. And OK. And what, my last question is then. So someone is on death row and they and they've already had the death sentence and they've been there for 20, 30 years. What's purpose than having a death death penalty then? It's not gonna <laughs> it's not gonna execute it. Why I why have some why why do they have post they you know, appeal it to death and they're costing how much money, I don't know. But I mean, if you got a death sentence then carry it out. If not then don't use don't use it then. Right. Why have why haven't someone sit there for twenty, thirty years and they just die of natural causes? You know, I, I can answer I that, that I can answer that question okay. for you and, and I believe it's John, right? Is it John? Yeah, yeah. I can answer that question. Now, I'm not advocating it. I'm just going to answer your question. And the answer is this. From the criminal justice perspective, there is no greater punishment that exists than the death penalty. That's the ultimate penalty. And so conceptually, the idea is, is that it's better to let a guilty person go free than it is to execute someone who is not truly guilty. That's the concept that's behind the death penalty. And so having all of these endless appeals, it's designed to create a mechanism that if there's any possibility that that defendant is not truly guilty, then that person should not face the death penalty to be killed by the government for a crime that he or she did not commit. Now, what we've seen in the last decade, we've seen this effort to find and to investigate these cases where people have been wrongfully committed or wrongfully uh, convicted. And there have been many examples where that's happened, where people have been, where evidence was wrong, where evidence was suppressed, and guilty people were, were convicted. If those people were eventually executed for crimes they did not commit, there's a word for that. It's called tyranny. I mean, that's what, uh, that's what the Soviet Union did. That's what uh, Nazi Germany did. That's what Cuba does. They execute people, and then we'll figure out later if they did it. And we want to make sure we don't do that. So conceptually, the idea is... All steps should be taken to make sure that uh, criminals, uh, or rather that uh, innocent people, are not convicted. Hey, we're coming up on a hard break here, John. I'm going to have to run, but thanks for calling in. Uh, I appreciate that. When we come back from this break, we're going to try to join up with our friend Shane Hewitt uh, up in Canada, and we're going to do this thing where we're covering all of North America with not only the power of KMOX, 
but also the uh, the power of Canadian radio. We're going to try to get that put together with producer Ben after this. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker on Overnight America. We'll be right back. News ready. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. Hey, welcome back to Overnight America. Brad Young sitting in for Ryan Recker. Hey, thanks for staying up early with us this morning. We've been talking about COVID problems. We've been talking about Thanksgiving issues. We've uh, picked apart Supreme Court decisions. Hey, it's been an exciting evening. But we're going to try to join up now with our friends up in Canada, Shane Hewitt, let's uh, let's pod them up and see what We're they're talking about. Connect up with our friends in KMOX. Oh, KMOX! Right now. All right, I've heard of those guys at KMOX. What, are you, they here? Did they finally come to the party? We are at the party, Shane. Brad Young here. Good morning. Good morning. I thought that maybe you guys got like pulled over for COVID tests or something. Maybe. And you got maybe. Well, there, so I'm. I was worried about you. You know, I heard you're walking through a, a, a grocery store going the wrong way, and you got pelted with uh, cans of pork and beans. I know it was like that. That's what it felt like. <laughs> it was uh, the guy that if I could ever get the stink eye from a guy and I was like, what? The lady was slow. There's no one on the other side. Yep. I mean, I'm all for like being responsible here. Don't judge me. Oh, is it? Well, it guy. wasn't a Karen. You know, that's the phrase now. If someone uh, is getting onto you now, they're a Karen. Which is really unfortunate for all the Karens in the world. You know, nice I know people. some nice Karens, and now their name is forever tarnished uh, for for castigating people walking the wrong way down a grocery store. Yeah, but that that's no different, Brad, than when you have an ex girlfriend or something that that you know sort of you know broke your heart, and you can mm-hmm. never ever again date somebody named Rebecca. Yeah, never. or every Rebecca yep. you meet, like you you meet you meet one jerk right named Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Rebecca. Sorry, you meet one jerk named Rebecca. And you uh, now every single person that you meet named Rebecca, you've got this prejudice that you throw in front of it. And then someone says, hey, we're having a baby. We're going to name it Rebecca. And you're like, oh, please, Rebecca, really? Yeah, yeah. You don't see a lot of kids (laughs) named Judas uh, anymore for much the same reason. Very good point, actually. Very, very good point. Um, How is lawyer land for you there, Brad? Uh, how is lawyer land? Uh, it's expensive, thankfully, because, you know, lawyers got to eat. Everyone's always complaining about legal fees, but lawyers got to eat, man. You know, my kids, uh, Thanksgiving true. comes and goes and, uh, uh, we're not eating pork and beans. If you want to eat turkey, you got to put, uh, you, you got to put food on the table. You got to bill somebody. So, uh, but no, the legal business has been crazy. Uh, my particular, uh, legal business is I represent employers and uh, there have been lots of cases, uh, particularly in our Midwest area, where folks get COVID 
and then they file workers' comp claims, and uh, the employers have to defend those. Uh, my office is defending uh, dozens and dozens and dozens of those right now, and that doesn't look mm. to slow down anytime soon. So uh, legal business is busy. So they file workers' comp because they claim they caught it at work, I guess? Is it, that what they're saying? It, exactly, and it's very, very common in, in Illinois and in Missouri, right where we are, the, the two most closest uh, states to Camel X, and uh, it's very common. And so even though the mm-hmm. overall workforce is down here, just like it is in, in Canada, you know, folks aren't working, there's restrictions, people are being laid off. Uh, but as folks get COVID, they're saying that it's a work-related condition. So my office has to step up to that. Also, uh, uh, OSHA, we have something here called OSHA, which is health and safety rules that regulate all businesses. And uh, if a business isn't handling this COVID situation properly, they get written up by OSHA. So that's another thing that we're dealing yeah. with a lot. Is that something that, that you guys have to deal with a lot? Yep, it's occupational health and safety. Sure. I mean, you don't hear about uh, employees suing the same way because they get um, the way that our system works is if, they, if they're off work, even for COVID, they get help from the government for those days if they miss those days. Now, there are some, there is some conversation about not getting paid for sick days, but until you're diagnosed. So if you miss a couple of days, then then you're in a bit of a pickle. But I think most employers have really sort of filled that gap to, to, uh, to avoid, you know, those, those pieces as well. Um, yeah, it's mind-blowing to me where it all goes uh, and how easy it is for people to get themselves right into a spiral of scrapping about everything. Um, but I imagine if there's an old person, they get sick and they, they kick off, well, then you'd certainly want the employer insurance to pay for that, wouldn't you? Yeah, they do. And so uh, that's one of the things that, that I'm defending. But one of the things that I can't get, to, that we can't do very much here is travel. You know, last year, my family went to uh, Nova Scotia. We actually went to Halifax and we spent uh, almost two weeks uh, in uh, up there and had it was the best family vacation that we've ever had, bar none, uh, was when we went up to Canada last year. Uh, but my goodness, you can't do it this year. Uh, you, you folks would stop me at the border and not let me in. Not let you in, buddy. No, no not Brad coming Young. in, man. No Brad Young in Canada, not this year. So no, uh, now Thanksgiving just went by with, for you guys. Would you guys do the family thing? Yeah, we did. And you know what's interesting is is that uh, uh, my uh, our friends to the north there, you guys, uh, you do Thanksgiving in October, don't you? Yeah, the harvest is earlier. Up, mm. We're up at the North Pole here, eh? So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I think our Thanksgiving traditions are probably very similar. You know, we did the whole turkey thing, and uh, the only difference here is we just couldn't have folks join us. Uh, uh, the the government was was really really hammering home this idea that don't invite all your friends and neighbors over for Thanksgiving because you're going to increase the community spread of, of COVID. So I'm assuming that you had the same sort or similar type of restrictions uh, in October. Is that right? Yeah, we, we, we pretty much did. They, they encouraged the, uh, the Thanksgiving to, to be low key and, and all that stuff. There wasn't as many restrictions around it um, at the time. I mean, they still had limitations on inside how many people. Um, different provinces up here have different rules province to province on what those numbers are. But I can tell you this, and I wish that we had had this conversation pre-Thanksgiving because I'm not going to stand on a soapbox and preach to Americans because I'm a Canadian. But I will tell you this. Canada was in fine shape uh, pretty much all things COVID uh, until Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And for all, I mean, I know that air travel in the States was just bananas this week. and um, And Canada now is in the realm of unstoppable avalanche. Uh, of scaling of COVID cases. 
And in fact, that when you look at the, because there's basically 10 times as many people in America than there is in Canada. So you can take any number in Canada times it by 10 and you're pretty darn close to what it should be. 38 million we are starting to a Canadian, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so we, we are starting to get ourselves close to some of those big numbers that some of the states had started posting. Um, and we're not there yet, but I mean, when you take um, some of the provinces up at 2,000 cases a day, um, that would be translated to 20,000 in America. And now you're starting to see some some pretty mm-hmm. massive numbers. And um, and it was Thanksgiving. It was the weekend of Thanksgiving. All of the polling and research data that has come back since and all of the COVID data has said that those family gatherings were the tipping point. So I hope things don't get worse for you guys a few weeks after because you're going to be right at Christmas time. Yep. But it was it was it was very clear. The data was clear. And I'm not saying this side, that side, you know, restrictions no, too tight out to what, loose. I'm what not. What you've experienced, and, and how's your healthcare positive, system dealing with that, Shane? Well, positive healthcare case, uh, positive test cases is, you know, I try to stick to those as opposed to anecdotes. So, I mean, everyone's dealing with it. I mean, differently here. I mean, the hospitals are are pretty much almost full. They say I haven't been in one to count beds myself, but that's what the health systems are saying, and they're expanding ICU space. They're making acute care beds more available and uh, moving things around. So they're, they're preparing for this to get worse before it gets better. And I know that in my province and in some of the other provinces around us, there have been more recent restrictions now. In my province, there are zero social gatherings allowed inside with people who don't live with you. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that we're experiencing here in the Missouri area, uh, and of course, uh, folks on Camel X, you know, we're talking to Shane Hewitt, uh, uh, the of the shift, which I think congratulations are in order. I know you were just named the permanent oh, host of the shift, and congratulations on that. But one of the things that we're experiencing here is we're having to ship out patients out of the greater St. Louis area because we're just out of hospital beds. They did announce that in uh, in my province that they were starting to move people around to uh, less hit areas. You know, the scary part is 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 really like if you have a heart attack, you really hope that you're going to get in, right? Yeah. That's the part. Yeah, That's the thing. Exactly, because I don't want to be having a heart attack and be on the gurney and they say, you know, I'm sorry, we're we're kind of busy. Can you come back tomorrow? I mean, that's not really what yeah, you want to Well, that hear. guy that guy who went to the went to that party with all those people last weekend, but he he's here first and he's been put yeah. on the intubator <laughs> exactly. uh, that you might have needed. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he and his buddies were all uh, and his friends were all laying on each other like cats and now they're sick, so you can't deal with your heart attack. Yeah, that's that's not what that's you want right. to hear when you go to the hospital. And one of the things that I've thrown out here is if you did the math, if you did the math of how many acute care beds there were in our province, um, and we get that number because it's not privatized, right? Um, that when you did the math of the amount of people that could get sick and how long it would take to fill up those beds because of how contagious it is, it didn't take very, it wouldn't take very long. And the number is if you, I think it was 8,000 or something originally, now it's up because they've created more space, but. You know, when you look at that number and you go, you know, we're a province of 4 million people and, and you go look and say, okay, there's 8,000 beds available, that could be filled up in two or three weeks. And um, and that's the part that, that I think got most people pretty scared. So, I, I will tell you this. One of my close friends is trying to talk me into buying a house in Saskatchewan, and we were doing uh-huh. this before your Thanksgiving uh, celebration, and now she's kind of backed off of that <laughs> So, uh, because now it looks like your numbers are roughly uh, similar to ours. Saskatchewan is a beautiful place, by the way, before I let you go here, Brad, is that it's a beautiful place. It's extremely flat. Mm-hmm. They say the joke in Saskatchewan is you can watch your dog run away for three days. <laughs> well, you know, uh, that, that, that there, there's some positive benefits to that, uh, but uh, not a lot of urban areas. I, I will grant you that. But uh, uh, Vancouver. Oh, my goodness. Love. We go. My beautiful. wife and I go to Vancouver. It's a fantastic place. So uh, Niagara I'm, Peninsula, south of Toronto. 
also Lovely. stunning. You can tell I'm a big Niagara fan Falls. of our friends to the north. Thanks, buddy, for the time today. I really hey, appreciate it. Appreciate getting a chance to chat with you. Again, talking to Shane Hewitt of The Shift. And again, congratulations, Brad Young sir. from KMOX. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it so much. I'm Brad sure. Young from KMOX in St. Louis. Sure, we'll get a chance to talk to them, get a chance to talk to them again next week with Ryan Recker. And we always love doing that. Hey, uh, I think, Ben, when we come back from this break, or are we going to do this now with Adam Sandler? When we come back from this break, we're going to hear the Thanksgiving song from Adam Sandler. It's a classic. Don't go away. Brad Young on Overnight America. We'll be right back. North Pole, North Pole. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. Hey, welcome back to uh, Overnight America. That's fun. I, I When I fill in for Ryan on Sunday nights, I always enjoy talking to those guys in Canada on the shift. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a great perspective. And it's also, it's to me, it's fascinating that at that point, we are essentially covering all of North America. Between Camelwax, which covers most of the continental United States at night, and, uh, and the shift that covers coast to coast in Canada, we're covering most of North America when we're having those conversations, and that is a lot of fun. So one of the things I wanted to get to before the show's over this morning is talking about what are you thankful for? What are you grateful for? And one of the things that I would encourage you to research is the beginning and how Thanksgiving was started. Now, I say that because we all picture these goofy people wearing hats and buckles. And, folks, that's not real at all. None of that's real. That's all just stuff we learned in school that simply isn't true. But with the fascinating thing, I want to do this in just a couple of minutes, is that one of the things we hear about Thanksgiving is that it was about sharing. And sharing is always a good thing. But there was an economic impact of Thanksgiving that is simply not discussed in schools. And that is this idea of, of relying on a system of sharing for your economic system. Because that first year, that first year when the pilgrims were here and they suffered that, or, they, or rather they, they experienced that classic first Thanksgiving where they shared food with the, with the Native Americans— and that was a classic and a beautiful thing. But beyond that, there was a system there in, in the, the original landing uh, of, the, of, the, uh, of the pilgrims where they were assigned to share what they produced. And that first winter, folks, they starved. They almost starved, and uh, I don't know how that would have impacted America had that initial landing of Americans with the pilgrims had not survived. And why did it fail? Because individuals didn't own, no one had an incentive to work. They didn't have any incentive to produce more than what they could produce for their own families. And many folks didn't produce enough for their own families. And William Bradford wrote this. I looked this up today in the history of the Plymouth Plantation, that the colony, when they were doing this system of, in essence, socialism, it was ridden with corruption because much, and I'm, and I'm quoting here from William Bradford, much was stolen both night and day because it became scarce to eat. 
So people were eager to provide for their families, but they were less eager to provide for others. Bradford wrote, and this is exactly what he wrote, young men that were most able to and most able and fit for labor did fail to do what they should to spend time and strength to work for others men's families without any recompense, unquote. That's a fancy way of saying they didn't do anything because there was collective. But once they switched to each individual could sell what they were growing the next winter, they were exceedingly abundance in food. They had a lot of food, a lot of supplies. So what I'm thankful for this year is capitalism because that's a system that truly, truly works. And I hope you're thankful for that as well. Hey, here's the Thanksgiving song. Adam Sandler, thanks for being on with uh, Overnight America. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.